This is the meeting after the meeting. None of our participants get paid, and we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. Enjoy the show. Might be the one for me, the favorite. I feel like I'm in an episode of Stranger Things. Nope. There were a bunch of songs with that, uh, you know, that vibe on the website, but this is not one of them. Really? Yeah, and I kind of huh. resent that you said that, but it's all good. But was that the feel you were going for? No, it's not. Gabe told me earlier, he's like, man, I'm really bummed you're not a sneaker guy, man. You should be a sneaker guy. And I was like, I'm not a sneaker guy. I just never have been a sneaker guy. Like a hype beast sneaker just, guy? He has the means. He was like, the why are you not a sneaker guy? I buy the same pair of shoes over and over again. It's, it's a... Uh, yeah. You're not a sneaker guy, Chris. No, not, I mean, I wear them. Yeah, but... I'm not a collector, though. No. I mean, I think it, there's a collecting... Like, if you're like a collector... This get is into true. that. So. This is true. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. This is the meeting after the meeting. Meeting. I'm John. I'm Chris. Welcome to the show. This is episode number 14. Oh, I can't lady. believe it. We are almost three quarters of the way through season one. People are still listening. People are still listening. They want to welcome. Shockingly. They are. We're getting a lot of downloads every <laughs> yeah, we week. Are. Thank you, everybody. We also want yep. to thank our Zoom watchers who are here live yep. with us. We're super glad that you It's nice to have an audience. Us. It, it, it really, you yeah. don't know, it, it helps us out a lot. Yeah. We know that most people listen on their podcast uh, platform, but for those of you who join us live, we really love it. It means a lot to us, and we put effort into it. Yeah, to, we're trying to make it a good show. To, to make it a good show. You may notice, if you're on the Zoom tonight, that it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, we switched to like a regular, we went from a webinar to a regular Zoom. Which... I don't know. You know, it's a different experience. I think the, the webinar you were only you could you only looked at what we were showing on That's our right. screen. But now we controlled it. You can look at other people's cameras. You don't have yeah, to have can, it just on the. Yeah, you can be weird. and yeah. stalk people online. You can, you can pin whoever you want. Yeah. So I mean, you know, <laughs> we hope you pin our show. Yeah, pin the show if you put want. Put it in speaker mode. You can put it in speaker mode or pin pin the show. That way, we are up there. Um, for some reason, cool. we decided to give people the option. But we know our audience. Mostly, they'll just pin themselves. Yeah, <laughs> and we've given, we've <laughs> done that, <laughs> so, we've done that to ourselves. That's how, that's how alcoholics are. Uh, why don't we, why don't we introduce Gabe, our producer? Gabe, what's up? What's up? Hey Gabe? guys, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. How's it going? Um, going all right. How's the week been? The week's been uh, mm, 50, 50. I feel like it's been uneventful. How are yeah. my chips that you ate? Um, they were really, good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. When you said you didn't want them. Like, well, the was, worst was part was that Gabe ate your w. chips but left the thing of queso, which is... I don't like the chipotle you, queso, so, so bro. You don't like queso? Not really. It's like un-American. So every week... Yeah, who, exactly, every, bro. Who doesn't exactly. like queso? Every week we order chipotle and Chris doesn't get really a meal. He just gets chips and queso. And Gabe was like, called Chris or they were on the phone before Chris got here. He was like, can I eat your chips? And he just grabbed the chips without the queso. I was like, what are you doing? Just eating like, plain tortilla chips? I would have taken guac, but... Yeah. The well, same kind of people that eat peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, whoa. I eat almond butter whoa. sandwiches. I eat peanut butter sandwiches. What's wrong with peanut butter sandwiches? I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It just would be better with jelly. You know what would be really better oh, is well, if... yeah, of course. Chris, Chris, will you now drink the queso without eating the chips? No, you no, that's weird. No. It's like, that's like a very it's fifth like drinking grader a glass question. of milk. <laughs> that was a very you know fifth I mean? grader question. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking it would be good on the air thing. If Gabe oh, go that's went disgusting. That would be great. <laughs> I would actually enjoy that. Prince probably like all, it's like cold <laughs> off and like congealed. Yeah, it is going to be. It is going to be. You have to warm it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's get into our guest is already our, like, regretting. Yeah, she's, she's regretting. She's her like, decision. who are these guys? What are they talking about? Fucking idiots. We uh, we are excited to have our guest. She uh, she's been a great member of A and a friend of ours for a long time. So why don't we introduce? Where do you? We're gonna find out where she lives. Let's introduce Beth K to the show <laughs> from somewhere. From somewhere. 
Yes. And Gaithersburg, I guess. Gaithersburg. Gaithersburg. I put Rockville on the outline here, and I was like, that's probably not right. I think they moved. To, we did. Yeah, they moved. further out. We want to thank her husband, Travis. He's also joined us here. He's in studio, Travis. Yes. Thanks for being here. He He's, drove me here with my, he drove, yeah. my driver. I like that. You're worthy of a driver, <laughs> yes. Beth. It's nice to have that. You know? 100%. <laughs> 100%. Beth, how has your week been? My week has been good. The, actually, today is kind of like my Monday. Mm-hmm. So I work Monday, I'm off Tuesday, and then I start again Wednesday. Okay. Three 10-hour shifts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Well, that's good. So you get four days off a week. Three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Four tens. Four, oh, four tens. Okay. <laughs> so four tens, four three tens, days off. Three days off. That's better than two days off, I guess. It's definitely better than two days, yeah. yeah. I cleaned yesterday, and my 17-year-old came home and promptly destroyed everything <laughs> I just did. <laughs> Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Today's Monday. Tomorrow is Friday. Oh, wait. Yeah. Friday Eve, right? Yeah. There you go. And then Friday. And then yeah. you get three. It's been I a like good that. week. That's good. Yeah. That's good. good. We'll, we're really but glad. those are long days, though. It's long days. Those are long days. Yeah. 10 hour days. Yeah. Better than 12 hour shifts. And you're not like sitting down like in front of a computer chilling for 10 hours. Actually, I am now. You are. I am now. Hey, yeah. That's not. That it bad. only took twenty years, but yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not that bad. Yeah. No, it's that's not good. That bad. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> it works. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I was thinking for... I work three fours. Three mm. four. That that's the mm. best. That's what I basically that's work. That's what I want to work. Yeah. You can't three complain. fours. Three fours. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> Travis is upset. He's getting. No, he's getting no. a couple shades of redder. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let's, uh, let's get into what we like to call the stats. Some of just your basic information. If you wouldn't mind telling us your sobriety date, sponsor and home group. Okay. So my sobriety date is December 2nd, 1989. And that music was, I believe from eighties music yeah. movies. Hey, yeah, I think so. She got that doesn't mean it's strange. Oh, it things, had an eighties vibe. That didn't mean it's Definitely. stranger things. I'm just saying it gave me the vibe. And on the Instagram, okay. on the Insta post that we did announcing you, we had a little 80s vibe going too. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, um, what was that one with vampires? Um, you all are probably too young. Oh, oh, wait. A movie with vampires? <laughs> a movie with, yes. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yes. Lost, oh, yes. there we go. Classic. Historian. Yes. Yeah. Lost Boys is classic. Classic, Yes. Terrible. It does not hold up well, but no. Um, Did you try to watch it again? Yeah. Oh yeah, we've tried it. Terrible. <laughs> tried to take, make it bring back it. the nostalgia of <laughs> <Yes>. the olden. <laughs> it was bad. It was. Ah. So December second, nineteen eighty nine. I have a sponsor. Her name is Beth, um, and I have a, ho- a home group. It's the Haven Group. Beth, but not you. Not me. You are not well, your own sponsor. Most of the most days. <laughs> Some days. Some days that. it's questionable. That's actually funny having it's a sponsor up. with the same name because people are like, Who's your sponsor? You say Beth, and they're like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You're, it's a good. It's, one. it's good always luck. strange leaving a message to, Hey Beth, it's Beth. It's Beth, it's Beth. <laughs> hey Beth, Beth calling. Hope Beth is <laughs> Yeah, and she sponsors like three other Beths. So really? Yeah. That's interesting. It is. I have never met another Beth till yeah, maybe five years ago. That's so strange. Yeah. That's wow. Okay. Yeah. So it works. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Chris, have you ever sponsored another Chris? <laughs> no, actually. I mean, there's so Out many. Of Chris's, all the people though. you sponsor, you I never sponsored another Chris. I don't think I have. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Man, I think. Wow. I, I probably sponsored another John at some point, but. Well, I mean, John is my real name. Oh, that's right, John Chris. I forgot about that. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> John is his name. It's my legal name. Yeah, Chris is his middle name. You're joking. Why? Yeah. John Chris? Yeah. John Christopher Hoover. Hoover. Yeah, that's yeah, my name. Yeah. So. But why do you why don't you go by John? I've always gone by Chris. My dad's name was John, and she my mom didn't want me to be like a junior or, you know, okay. give me a nickname like Jack. Okay. Yeah. So I, I like she just called me Chris, and that's the way it's always been, unless I've been incarcerated, and then I was okay. John Hoover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why Ray only knows me as John Hoover. Ray being a person who's been around AA for a long time, who was locked up with you. Locked up. Yeah. Great. So I don't know you at all. All right. Great. Continue. (laughs) Good friend. Good friend. I'm the same. (laughs) Name's a little different. It's fine. It's good. Beth, why don't you tell us, why don't we get into the three W's here and you just tell us a little bit about, about your story. 
little bit about my story. We were talking on the way over here about Travis's acid trips. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why that started me thinking. That was the beginning of my my using, really. It was not... I mean, I, I started with, like, Vibrant and Butane, which... Okay. Um, I don't hear many people talking about that anymore, but we used to huff Butane and take boxes of Vibrant and... Um, and then I went into stealing Mad Dog, which was one yes. of my favorite drinks. Me too. Yes. Me too. Thank you. You're no, we know the first guys person who mentioned did, Mad did Dog. some series huffing. Didn't 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 we have uh, some friends Tim who've do done some uh, some Glade or what was it? We've, or the stuff that cleans keyboards. We've known a lot uh, of people. Dust who have off. Done. Dust yeah. off. Yeah. 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 It's like the new new butane. Yeah. But thanks for mentioning Mad Dog. It's never been mentioned, I think, on the show before, and I was such a fan. It was yeah. good. It was. I, well, was it, it mentioned it. before? It has. I'm pretty to sure. Say, I mean, to say it was good is... Is relative. Yeah. yeah I, mean, it I, enjoyed the job. I enjoyed it, too. I enjoyed it. But if you had a choice, well, it's what you could well, steal. Exactly. Yeah. It what was, you could afford. Yeah. It was exactly what you could steal. Yeah, yeah. what you could steal. Yeah. 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 It was flat. Flat. Very Back easy pocket. to steal. But I don't think it was so hard to steal back in the 80s either. Just in general. In general. Yeah. yeah. You could... Could probably get away yeah. with just a case, just walk easily. Out with a case. We would go in to Seven Eleven with a case of Diet Coke, yeah, and switch it with a Budweiser case, and they did not look twice. That's interesting. Yeah. You would walk easy. in That's with a case nice. of Diet Coke yes. and say, "We want like, cold oh, Diet Coke." Ours. We're yeah. just gonna. Can we? That's interesting. Yeah, you could buy cigarettes yeah. too, though. Yeah, without an idea. Well, the cigarettes <laughs> used to be on the counter right there, yeah. like, right by where you would just like. There was no vending machine. Like, like the candy. There was no yes. age. Yeah. The candy was now they were with the candy on the front thing, and the guy would turn around to get something, and you just be like, okay. "I don't remember that." Yeah, I feel like I'm older than you. You're going to the wrong Seven <laughs> Eleven. Pizza Hut, they had them everywhere. Yes, Pizza the, Hut. Uh, dude. Yeah, Shakey's, they mm. were everywhere. Yeah. So my drinking started like that. My using started like that. I. Um, so you went to, from butane to PCP. Pretty much. That's mm. like a. That's <laughs> like a, a big step. That's a good jump. I like that. Yeah. She like wasn't messing around. She was, yeah. like, she was like, "This is good, but what's stronger? Yeah. Diving, I need more. <laughs> diving in head first. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Wow. Well, I was like a good kid, and then I met people that were doing fun stuff that mm. weren't so good. Right. And, um, yeah, they were, they were running away. They had connections. They had PCP. <laughs> they had bathtubs full of grain alcohol. I mean, you could really have whatever you wanted. And it was, yeah, yeah mm. off to the races. More exciting than what you were doing. Definitely more exciting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was 13 years old running away. And, I mean, I was having the time of my life. When I think about it now, it's not so cool when you think about I mean you have kids you know yeah. um, not so cool to think about but at the time I mean I was having a blast that was like the beginning of it it was fun yeah and for me like it wasn't like I was running away from something and I know a lot oh, of people yeah. are I was just looking for fun I was looking for excitement you know and wherever that was that's the direction I was going absolutely but I had to make up stories of why I was running away. Right. So it was like my dad's fault that right. I was running away. I would make up little right. little yeah. things, right. yeah, to, to blame it out. on them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, but there was really no reason. I had a good home. Right. There was nothing to run from. Yeah. So yeah. So, so you start doing this when you're 13, and and how quickly did it just did your life kind of just blow up? I feel like you know. Some I mean, she went from butane to PCP. To PCP. It probably didn't yes. take long. No, it didn't. It's like that line that you cross. It was very quick for me. Mm -hmm. It was from, I think my first somewhat normal drink was probably two shots of whiskey. Mm -hmm. And after that, it was drinking for purely for effect. Yeah. Um, so I was, I mean, I crossed over a line pretty quickly. How was school at this point? <laughs> non-existent. I went non-existent, yeah. yeah. I mean, I started to skip school in eighth grade and then... By ninth grade, I was I started my institution run, so I went to school and institutions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was really easy. They basically gave you. You just had to show up. Exactly. Just get out of yeah. bed and yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yep. How many institutions do you think you went to? Do you know? Um, I want to say about seven. Seven probably. institutions. Pretty much every six months. So it would be you know I would get, I finally got picked up by the cops. They took me to less secure 
And um, from there went to Dominion Hospital, which I spoke at not too long ago, and it still smells exactly the same from <laughs> 33 years oh ago. But you walk God. in and you feel oh. like what does it smell like? <laughs> I, I can't even describe it. But have you it's, been in it one? It smells like bleach and bo. <laughs> yes, at the same time. It's not jail, Chris. We this I'm is seven all locks. The, all, I'm telling you, they use the same supplier for their cleaning products. I can assure you. I think so. Oh, I so think good. so across the board. Yeah. Yeah, and it has Travis will concur. Smell. He knows that yeah. smell. Yeah. Terrible. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it still has the same smell. But anyways, yeah, so that was my first, my introduction to these institutions where they start, you know, telling you there's probably something wrong with the way that you're drinking. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I was 13 years old. There was a lot of other stuff you could blame it on. And at that time, I mean, kids are doing messed up things. So. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe they're not. I don't know. What do kids do at, thir- oh, yeah. at thirteen? Yeah. I mean, there were so many. That was like the advent of rehabs. Yeah. Maybe they were just cigarettes. Sho- they were I just shoveling you guys in. Yeah. And getting insurance to pay for it. I don't know. Like when I tell people at work, like if just a little bit <laughs> comes out. <laughs> well, I don't tell them much, but if I say a little bit, they're yeah. like, "You were drinking at 13, so maybe yeah. it's not normal. I don't know, but." I don't think it's not. No, I mean, no. I mean, for, I mean, for our, yeah, for yeah. Me, for for a kind of people like us, but for alcoholics, for alcoholics, yeah. yeah. I always think about that. I, I just, and I don't know if this is the same for you, but there wasn't really any point, especially when I got into high school, where I was thinking about my future. Like a lot of kids were like, "I got to prep for the SATs. I got to think about what college I'm going to go to." Those things just didn't cross my mind ever, ever. Like never, ever. And I thought I was a smart person when I got sober too. I was like, I'm smart. And I was like, I wasn't even thinking about my future. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't smart. I didn't feel smart. <laughs> I didn't feel like that at all. I, but I had no, like thinking of a future. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was like, right. Like if said, we were talking about this on the way here, if it was, if somebody said you can't do something, I was going to do it. And I mm-hmm. always did it the hard way. Yeah. So, you know, school wasn't a priority. Going to college wasn't, it would work out. I mean, fun and feeling good was trumped all priorities. Absolutely. You know, no matter how old I was, I mean, because I I didn't really start drinking until I was 17. So I was already out of my my parents' house by then, but it didn't matter. I mean, I still wasn't thinking about a future. Right. (laughs) You know, it was just day by day. What am I going to do to have fun? And to live it up. And like today's the only day that I'm going to have left on this planet. You know, that's how I lived. Yeah. The YOLO mentality before YOLO was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't, you know, nobody even knew about YOLO. There was no coin term for it. Yeah. And we were just, and at the expense of whoever, right? Didn't didn't matter. I didn't care if I ruined relationships with you. I didn't care if I hurt my family. It didn't matter if I stole from you. Didn't matter. I didn't even think about it. No. Yeah. Yeah. No thought. No. It's not like, and that's what I'm saying. It's not like I did, it, there was no malice behind it. Mm-mm. And I say this all the time. It's not like I did it. There was just no thought at all. Like I didn't think about it at all. So it's not like I was like, oh, I'm hurting my mom. Oh, oh fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. There was no thought of anyone else yeah. <laughs> exactly. at, at all. Yeah. I, you know, so, 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 uh, so, you know, the party's going, where would you say you started to see some some consequences, like real consequences from this. Was there a point where maybe you even started to think, man, I got something's got to change here. or I, I got to at least figure this out. It, it, honestly, every six months yeah. it would get like, I would go into one of these places, I would get it together and I would come out and I would have like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then it would start up again. And then I'd end up right back in that same place. I probably around 16, 10th grade. Mm. It's probably when it really started to get bad, where I was blacking out a lot. Um, Most of my friends wanted nothing to do with me. Um, Yeah, it started to get really bad. And that's when I started to ask to go to treatments. Yeah. So, and I would go willingly to AA meetings. I kind of, you know, by that point, I knew there's certainly something wrong with the way that I drink. Mm -hmm. Um, But Alcoholic, I guess I would say I'm an alcoholic, but I wouldn't have said it in the terms that we use it today um, at all. It would have more been like I can drink a lot and I thought still function. I love drinking and driving. I thought it was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. most fun oh, thing in the world. Um, me too. It was God. before like all the dare and yeah. all that stuff. Um, Lucky. Yeah, right. <laughs> we paved the way for you all. <laughs> <Thanks>. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah. Now, I, now, got, now, now people are doing time, like hard time for DUIs. Mm. Yeah, and it is. They don't. They're not messing around. Yeah, and they're when they're drunk now is not really that drunk. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like a little, I mean, it's little barely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. It's sad. Well, so you're you're drinking and driving. You're sick. So so one. You said you started going to A at this point at the age of sixteen. I I went. You know, when I was young as well, what do you think? What was your perception of AA at that time, if any? My perception was kind of lame. Yeah. Um, sad life. Um, I felt sorry for the people. I would go to the meetings and I would leave thinking, God, those poor people. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't necessarily relate to not to what really. Was being Does said anyone that. though? I mean, I feel like what she just said is exactly how I felt. Well, you always say, Chris, that you thought that AA was for quitters. I mean, it, if, kind of. I still kind of feel that way. They couldn't. People, you, what, I believe this is the term you use, people who couldn't hack it in the drinking game. game. That's exactly what I say. I didn't know that. It's weird. Because I just, I remember you saying, I remember thinking, yeah. I rem, you know why? Because it stuck it resonated. so. No, no, no. It didn't resonate. <laughs> it was because you were standing in an AA meeting, not able to hack it in the drinking game using it. It I, was just an interesting. I understand. You know. But just like Beth said. <laughs> We're delusional. No, I mean, yes, it, yes. That's how I felt. No, you know, I, know. I didn't understand that I had alcoholism. Right. And I viewed them kind of like as good people. Yeah. Like yeah. too good. I didn't feel like I fit in with, with that. Kind of felt uncomfortable. Yeah. That's how I felt too. Like a little bit like guilty. Like I already, I don't need to feel any worse. Like, you know, I know I'm messed up. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I would go to meetings. I even got a sponsor once. I never called her, but... <laughs> Why did you get a sponsor? I have no idea. Shock, <laughs> seemed like shocker. Yeah. Maybe I heard it one time. You in name sponsor. only. Yeah, 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 yeah. To get people to stop asking. Stop asking. You, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's good reason. Yeah. Good enough. And they would have like that. Yeah, I remember going to this one meeting. It was outside a women's meeting, and they would talk to me with such hope. And it was yeah. like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, Ugh. yeah. Like I can't wait to get out of here yeah, and go, go get messed up. Yeah. yeah. Smoke some more PCP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at this so, point. You're 16. What would you say was uh, your kind of jumping off place or the, or the spot where you were like, I need help. I'm done. It was probably gosh, between seven, right when I turned 18. And the thing that really did, I had been in and out of these institutions. I'd been to AA. I had sobered up for a period of time. Um, I mean, I think the longest time was probably 32 days, like rehab. And then mm. a couple days after, which is an eternity when you're you right. Know, when then, you're, yeah. Um, but what started to happen for me is, well, one, I wasn't getting invited to go out with people. I was an embarrassment. People didn't want me around. Um, I was kind of the gross girl that nobody wanted to touch (laughs) at this point. Um, and like, I was gosh, I'm friends with somebody from high school and she was posting pictures from junior, senior year. And I was in none of these pictures, none of mm. them. And I'm like, where was I? But certainly not there. Passed out in the bushes. In the, no, yeah. you were in the basement, <laughs> yeah. like getting high with a few other. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. So, um, yeah, it started to get to a point where it was really lonely, really, really lonely. And I could not stand the way that I felt anymore. And I don't know that sobriety is what I wanted but I wanted, uh, I wanted the consequences to stop. I wanted to, st- I didn't want to go out and drink and get so messed up that um, I was causing all these problems and waking up the next day wondering what I did. I was sick of that happening, but the thought of not drinking um, was kind of unbearable. Like I couldn't yeah. imagine, a li- I couldn't imagine the life I have today. That would have been like out of the question. Yeah. Not even attractive really at that time. Yeah. You wouldn't have wanted it. No. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, in, in in a lot of ways, you know, your generation that got sober young, you guys paved the way for a lot of the other young people that came in to AA behind you. And I tell people all the time, these young guys come, and girls coming into AA, I say, you don't know how good you have it. I mean, you can go to any meeting. I mean, there's 20 meetings in this area you could go to and see 50 young people and People are going out to the diner. There's floats. There's dances. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, you could just throw a rock and hit a meeting. That's probably pretty good. Yeah. And uh, but for you, you that, that wasn't. It wasn't. The scene was not like that. No. At all. Yeah. In like the late was, '80s. Right. I mean, the the last time I went to rehab, 
well, I should say the second time I went to Arlington Hospital for drugs and alcohol yeah. was when I was 16. That was the first time. And the young people's group was huge. The second time I went, it was very small because this was like the end of the 80s and rehabs are going away. And um, yeah, it's still somebody gave me their phone number. And I don't know why I called this person, but I ended up calling and um, I guess I was just desperate enough. Actually, what it was, was the guy that I had been dating most of my high school wanted nothing to do with me anymore. So it was kind of every time I was kind of able to talk him back into my life. And at this point, he wanted nothing to do with me, which thank God. And um, the people that I was drinking with wanted nothing to do with me. So I was bored. I called this girl. We went to a meeting and I had like a really fun time with her. And it wasn't what I had pictured, like Mm. um, this lame good people like they were messed up (laughs) so we were really i mean my early sobriety we did a lot of a lot of messed up stuff that we probably would have done when we were drinking it Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't be like good sober behavior but it got me interested and it kept me coming around i mean we're all guilty of that yeah for sure but you so you started relating though in the meetings started to relate it was a lot of it was parking lot sobriety yeah um we would do Mid- Midtown at the time was on 20, 22nd and P. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and that hill, do you remember mm-hmm. the hill? Yep. You could set up lawn chairs and look in the windows. So mm. we would sit there and look at people in the meetings. So, so early sobriety for you was kind of hanging on the Around. outside. On the Around. outside, but we yeah. would do Quite stuff literally. like this where yeah. you're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're talking, like people yeah. are talking outside the meeting and people aren't it's, drinking. It's better than being in a basement smoking PCP. Absolutely. I mean, it's not sobriety per se. No. But it's you're you're moving closer. You're moving yeah. closer. Yeah. So so where would you say you kind of started to really invest in the program Alcoholics Anonymous? I want to say I had a couple of I've heard this the speaker talk about the surrenders in AA where you like come in and you're kind of desperate and you surrender and then mm-hmm. you and you throw the towel in and then you grab the towel yep, back yep, and yep. you spend the rest of your life pretty much throwing in pieces of that towel. Yes. I love that. Yeah. That's a, that is a it's clancy. That's clancy. Yes. Um, and I got to say like when I was new in the beginning, so it was kind of parking lot and then we started to get competitive. People would get sponsors. So everybody was like, mm-hmm. we're going to do step work. We're going to call our sponsors. So we started to get competitive with that. Oh. And um, so that, so I started to get interested and then I would get a boyfriend and then that would kind of go away. And um, then I want to say around three, three years of kind of up and down with having a sponsor, not having a sponsor, reading the literature, not. I went crazy, absolutely insane um, in sobriety where I was like, what in the hell? Like I, my job fired me. The guy I was dating broke up with me. My sponsor fired me. The whole group went through this big like split up. We went from like 200 people to about 15 people. Um, And my sponsor at the time moved in with us. Her husband had an affair and everyone, uh, anyways, we brought our furniture over to our house and then people came and stole the furniture out of our house. And it was just this big thing. So I decided I was going to, going to leave and move to Florida. It seemed like a good, it seemed like the solution. Oh, Florida. Yes. Good old I don't Florida. know what happens in Florida. It's not right, though. <laughs> Something happens in Florida. It does. It's where all the, like, 1-900. Is it 1-900? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> well, I don't know why everyone goes there. It's almost like the yes. sirens. The sirens live over there. They're drawing people I'm just saying, because we, we've had a lot of guests on our show that have moved to Florida looking for something, but then move back. Yeah. And I, and I don't think it's Florida. It's just Florida. Is, it's nice in Florida. So you're thinking. That's what I think it think is. think it's, it's going to be. That's it's nice to be. Yeah. So, I think it could be like Nobody moves to Maine. No. It's Florida. Because <laughs> the weather's nice and people, yeah. <laughs> Where are you moving? I'm moving to Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> moving to New Hampshire. Yeah, you know. It's always Florida, California. Alaska. Now we've got some Texas. Texas. Yeah. moving to Texas. Texas. Yeah, it's just another one. You know? Yeah. Wherever you go, there you are. Exactly. Yeah, but thank God for that because I did get a sponsor down there who was very into the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which I had never really been. And she started taking me through that. And I think that's really where I started to to understand that I needed this. Um, It wasn't just kind of like I could come to the meetings and hang out and um, put on a nice outfit, spend hours getting ready and 
and be okay. Like I was starting to lose my mind. And if I didn't do something, I was getting to the point where it was like suicide was starting to look like a good idea. Yeah. Well, so. someone said to me early on, I don't know, it could have been Mike. It's not always jails, institutions and death. Alcoholism will settle for permanent insanity. It will. And I think you have to hit those roadblocks in sobriety, sober, because then you realize, oh my God, it's not the alcohol. Yeah. I'm, there's something wrong, really wrong with me. Really wrong. And I need some, I, whatever is going on here in AA, I need to tap into that because I will be drinking in no time because I need a, I need an answer to what's wrong with me. So yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. And I've said many times, like if my sobriety, now obviously you have to drink and to know that you're sure. an alcoholic, but if my sobriety doesn't convince or if my drinking doesn't convince me, if I look at my sobriety, not doing AA, mm. It does. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of stuff. And the people always mix. say, yes, like they say, you know, we go to the closest bar room, try some controlled drinking. You don't have to do that. You, <laughs> you can um, not do AA and not try not to drink and see what happens to it's you. Miserable. And it's miserable. It's terrible. Yeah. And that's the other suggestion. Or just try not to drink for a year and see what happens. See what and, happens. and for me, I go, I get some of my worst experiences were not drinking without the solution of AA. Yeah. That was some of the worst. And you I can't felt. blame it on alcohol anymore. No. No. Because you were stone cold sober. Yeah. yeah. Behaving like a jerk. Yes. Some yeah. of the most awful things that I've done have been stone cold sober. Yeah. yeah. That's a saying a jerk that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you started working the program. Let's kind of so why don't we move on to our topic? Because our topic talks a lot about uh, sobriety, and you've been... It's hard to cover Beth's arc of sobriety. <laughs> it's, it's, it's long. A, well, it's it a lot is. of ups we're, and downs. We're going <laughs> <we're gonna laughs> to talk about it now. We've got, parts. we've got some more time. An hour isn't enough in some cases. <laughs> our, our weekly topic this week is this is Perfect. not an yeah. overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime, yeah. staying active in long-term sobriety. So you've been sober... 33 is it 33, 33. years that's a that's a long time to be sober it you know is. and a probably sober a lot and active yeah and, and active, different which we've known you your entire sobriety yeah. and you've been active since we've you know at least since i've known you yes. um so what is it what does that look like how has your sobriety changed i know a lot has happened you mentioned having kids um what uh what you know what is it like now that you're sober? You've been sober a while. How do you stay active? How do you stay yeah. focused you on stay something active? for 33 years? Yeah, You know, it's kind of funny. Um, before COVID happened, I was, we had moved to Rockville and I was looking for different women to talk to. I was trying to find a local sponsor and find people who were involved and still going to meetings. It's really hard mm-hmm. to find to find people with long-term sobriety, but to find women with long-term sobriety is really, really difficult. Um, and there were some, some times before COVID where I was really questioning what I was going to do because it started, it's not like I can go hang out all the time. I mean, I have to be up early for my job. I have responsibilities. The I have kids. a husband. I have, a kid, I have my kids. All that stuff. So I'm not going to, I'm not staying out till midnight. No watches. No watches. Dances. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Most of my friends are older. Um, They're not doing that stuff. They have their jobs. So we're not hanging out like we did when we were younger. Friendships look a lot different. Yeah. Sure. Um, So I really had to start, I prayed a lot and I had to start paying attention to how my stomach felt in meetings, which was difficult because there were a lot of meetings that would make my stomach hurt. Yeah. And I was tr- investigating meetings, trying to find people with time, and I would have to pay attention to things that went uh, went against what I believed. I went to some meetings where I'd say, well, who sponsors people here? And they oh, after a certain time, you don't need a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Things like that. And um, That's a red flag. It's a red flag and just not true. But through that, I've got to say, I found some really great meetings with yeah. some very active people who, you know, you see their life and... Um, I know what happens when I stop doing this. And it's not good. My first sponsor used to always say, you know, somebody would celebrate a milestone and they'd say, you know, so-and-so had 15 years and they're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, so every time there was a milestone, he reminded us that the importance of it doesn't matter how much time you have. I have alcoholism. I have it just as bad today as I did when I came in here, maybe even worse because yeah. it's so easy to get complacent the longer that you're here. Yeah. And things... Things do, do get good, and my alcoholism gets sneaky. It's it's um, 
it doesn't say you're not alcoholic. It's more like, you know, you're really tired. Mm-hmm. You had a long day. You it, should it, just stay It home. matures over time. It does. The, the, the self-talk. Yes, it does. It's sneaky. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, it seems like the right thing to do to stay home and get some rest. Mm-hmm. It's or, never, I want to drink. No. It doesn't sound like, it doesn't say those words anymore. It doesn't. It's a lot different. It yeah. doesn't. And, you know, I've had a lot of friends who are not active anymore. They're still maybe not drinking or um, kind of around, but it's not, a, it's not attractive. It's not what I want yeah. for my life. And, you know, it's like AA is my, my favorite thing. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Oh my God. It brings it, me joy. And it doesn't, yeah, in that moment when I'm tired or I don't want to do it, that's not what I'm thinking. Hey, it's my favorite thing, but it really is. It yeah. genuinely, it's like how we when feel I every week it, before this show. It is, but it's like, just, oh. it just gives me, <laughs> I never feel closer to my higher power than when I am working with another alcoholic, maybe sitting in a meeting, listening to another alcoholic or talking to my sponsor. I never feel more content and at peace than when I'm doing those things. Right. Right. My sponsor. uh, Yeah. She's my sponsor always says, cause I have that frequently. Yeah. I'll say, I just don't feel like calling people back. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like doing this. And she was like, well, what else are you going to do? Sit at home and think about what a piece of shit you are. I mean, (laughs) just do it. And it's true. Like I have all this stuff come up in my head and then you just do it. Or for some of us think about how great we are. There's the other side. There's of it. the other Chris side. Chris and his sponsorship family, they all yeah. just, they're like, we are the greatest thing ever. It doesn't matter. We all end up in the same place <laughs> alone. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Chris, what about you? What's your experience with this not being an overnight matter and continuing for your lifetime? Well, I, 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 I listen a lot to like Beth and I look at people and I thank God I've been in a, uh, in and around AA where people have had, a lot more time than me actually and been really active in AA. And, uh, so I have a ton of role models to look at. And I was just telling somebody, um, I was talking to a new guy yesterday. I said, I said, my sponsor is not a flashy guy. He, he gives an okay talk. He's not a circuit speaker by any way. I mean, he barely wants to wear a collared shirt, you know, when he (laughs) speaks, but he's always present. He's always in the AA meeting. He's always around. He's just there. He's like a mm-hmm. fixture. And that matters. Mm-hmm. When you've been coming, if you're coming in and out of AA over the last 25 years, you know Isaac because he's in the meeting. To yeah. have some consistency. Consistency. Is I've yeah. made a lot of mistakes, but what I've done consistently is talk to my sponsor, go to AA meetings, and help new guys. You know, and the going to AA meetings has not been easy because I now have a family. I'm married, you know. So we and my wife have had to work very hard to to work out a schedule because mm-hmm. we both value going Your to wife meetings. Is in the program. Yeah, she's in yeah. the program. So we both want to be in meetings and be around people. And you make sacrifices to do that. Yeah. You know, so we, we're on a good schedule right now. We, we each go three times a week, which I think is a lot for us. You know, and I feel very grateful for that. And uh, I don't know how, well, I mean, that could change, you know, but um, so far that's, that's what it's been. And, but you got you, you have to want to do that because it's so easy to f- like fall into complacency and make excuses, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and it's not like, saying I'm going to do something for my kids is a bad excuse. It's just that you're ignoring the fact that you're an alcoholic and it really doesn't matter how much time you spend with your kids because if you drink, you're going to lose it all anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I, I really like the word consistency. I think when you when you think about this and this is not an overnight matter, it should continue for our lifetime. I think this this statement is from the literature. It says a couple things. This is not an overnight matter. Right there, what that tells me and what I think is... It, it, it's helpful in a number of ways. One, hey, you might not get better right away, right? Like I think <laughs> that's God. important, but I think it's important and I think they put that in there I'm for a reason. Better. Like, hey, look, <laughs> you know, you impatient ass alcoholic <laughs> MFers, like, you know, you want everything right now. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. And that's the other thing. It should continue for our lifetime. Like we need to continue to do this for the rest of our life. I mean, I feel like it's happening pretty fast for Gabe. I mean, he's like two years sober. He's got a Tesla. He's not even two years sober yet, is he? I'm not. I'll have two years in July. Yeah. It's I was coming up. I was, I was riding the I, Metro at two years sober. <laughs> I up. actually relapsed right after I got my, like a month, not even a month after I got my car. 
Wow, Relapse. wow, there you go. So Look that's at that. You know. The gifts, the gifts try, of sobriety. Trying to be like thing Elon. that pull us back out, you know? Flashy. <laughs> But no, so I, I, you know, I think that's good. And, and, and staying active comes down to consistency. Yeah. And seeing people in meetings, like when I see you all at meetings, that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. Like I know you all are my people. I know you got what I got. I'm in the right place. Um, Yeah. yeah. I I think that we can say this and we'll move on to our newcomer tip of the week that we could both be considered old timers now. right? Well, I don't know. About that, I think there's a certain time limit. I mean, it's relative, I think it's right? Like 20, no, I think it's like 25 years or something. So, yeah. what's an old time? It's relative, 20, dude. 20, it's is relative. it 20? <laughs> Travis has given the 20 to the 25. I think it's somewhere around there. I fr- isn't there an old timers meeting around here? Do you know what the minimum is for that? It used to be uh, 20, but I think they raised it to 25. They're they're just raising they're it with 20. time because when, when I was new, it was 20. It was 20. Now there's so many people with 25. That's a good thing. That's they're a good raising, thing. They're raising it up. Raising the bar. These people are living. It's like retirement. Yeah. So, well, I guess this is what I'll say is that, it, Beth, you know, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. nice to have people who have been sober for 30 plus years really who are is. still coming Thank around God. and actively really, it, it means so much to me just to know that when I go to my home group, I see you there. And if you're still doing this, then that gives me hope that I should still be doing it too. Yep. So, yeah, you and know. your enthusiasm has yeah. really been fun to watch. Well, I think uh, I you share in that too. I see you there every week talking to new girls, and and um, it motivates me too. So, let's move on. We're going to talk to some newcomers now. We've got a tip for you. Let's get into our newcomer tip of the week. Oh, she's got a great idea. She's got a great idea. This I one. like this. Beth's probably her. seen this look a million like, times. That, that's the look before something bad goes down. Now, Beth probably didn't see the look, but she knows that that's she knows that look. <laughs> where it's like, uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to skip the meeting yeah. and go hang out with this guy. <laughs> so our tip this week for all you newcomers who are out there maybe listening or watching on the Zoom, we're glad you're here with us. It's you don't have to do this alone. A sponsor can help. So, so many times you meet a new meet a newcomer and they're like, "Why do I need a sponsor? What is a sponsor? What is a sponsor? You're gonna give me like some clothes with a logo on it or something? But it's not like a <laughs> skate. It's not like when you were a skateboarder, Chris, right? No, Your no, skateboard no, no. sponsor. I got a lot of swag. Yeah, no, there's not some trips taken care. They of. might buy you dinner and pack of cigarettes, yeah. you know. But might. they're not gonna get. Or maybe, yeah, maybe if Unless you're Unless your name is Isaac. <laughs> Then you're going to buy him I, dinner. I think I was 10 years sober before I even rode in his car. <laughs> so I was funny. giving him rides before he ever gave me a ride. <laughs> Chris is, for those of you who don't not know, resentful or Chris's about. sponsor's name is Isaac, and he, uh, <laughs> he he didn't drive his car very often. He got a lot of rides. Got a lot. He still does. He still does. <laughs> so, hey, he's, he, he maximizes <laughs> opportunity. The resale value hate. on those Hondas. Yeah, I'm not going to hate. going up. <laughs> Beth, what do you think? So you don't have to do this alone. A sponsor can help. We're just trying to really uh, give newcomers basic tips that a sponsor is important. Yeah, my ideas, especially, I mean, still today, my ideas, um, my brain has has this ability to take, like, the truth, and my brain gets a hold of it, and... um, it turns it into something that it's, it's just not. I, we were talking about this at the meeting last week. So Travis had, um, we were doing laundry or something, and he asked me if I could not leave the clothes in the dryer because his shirt got wrinkled. Yeah. What I heard was he wanted a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's just kind of an example. Of, that's so good. That's how my brain processes things. Yep. So yep. I need somebody that can just say, that's not it. Like, yeah. this is the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's a huge, I think, um, just somebody to, to be able that you're comfortable telling the truth to that you don't feel like you have to put up a front that mm. you can just let it yeah. all out. Yeah. 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 It's important. And it I, I don't think oh I, God. when, when we get sober, at least when I got sober, I wasn't telling anybody the truth. So that concept was so foreign, yeah. you know, I kind of yeah. had to I guess, practice it a little bit by sharing little by little and going through the steps and in the fourth step and, and doing a fifth step with somebody. I was like, this is, they're going to hate me after that. They're going to, they're not, they're going to judge me. They're not going to, they're going to tell me I shouldn't be an AA and that I'm not like them. And having that, you know, relation, that relating 
with my sponsor was kind of that first big sign for me. Like, okay. So uncomfortable too. So uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. I also had a good friend who I would tell everything to and she would tell my sponsor. So if you can't tell your sponsor, <laughs> yeah. But we knew each other would do yeah. it. So it was kind of, we it's were good to have on that. that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of those yeah. things like have that friend that you kind of like, you're like, I'm telling you so I can get the courage up to make yeah. yeah, it. You got to float it. You got to float it by someone first. Yeah. yeah. Just to feel out the temperature. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Test the water. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I, I, with new guys, how, how are you supposed to navigate something you've never done without someone showing you how to do it? I mean, mm-hmm. anything you do in life is like that. And I, I, you know, the longer I've been sober and the more I've been involved in professionally and, you know, my career, I always ask really successful people. I said, what, how did you get here? You know, what, you know, and they always say the same thing. We had mentors or people that we talked to that we could seek counsel with. And it's like, we're, we're, we're such, we're the worst. We make the worst decisions ever. We, we need counsel more than anyone else. And yet we, we are always like, ah, I'll figure it out. I got this. You know, I got this. I got it. And we don't, we don't have it. We don't, not even today. Yeah. Yeah. Being a safe, safe place for somebody too. So they don't feel like, I mean, I'm not, I'm alcoholic, just like they're alcoholic. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm talking down to them. I get it. Yeah. So let's say you're new and you're going to your first meeting or maybe you're, you're going to some meetings. You don't have a sponsor. You're not sure how to get a sponsor. What do you do? Well, um, well, what I did was not what people should do. I mean, I what should re- you do? What should you do? I mean, I think probably anyone in the meeting, if you're brand new, you can, um, you know, listen to people share and pretty much ask anyone. Um, I do think it's really important for, and I had a man sponsor, so I'm not saying this. Um, when I got sober, there were not many women, Mm -hmm. but I do think it's really important for, for women to get women and men Mm -hmm. to get men, um, for obvious reasons, especially in young people's groups. But, um, and just to, for the relating, I mean, there's stuff that I am not going to tell a guy. I'm just not. And I know, like my sponsor was a man. I knew how to manipulate him. Mm. I knew like, even if I would say he would Ooh. call me on my stuff and he did call me on a lot of my stuff. I still knew there were things I could do. So how do you ask was, somebody to be your sponsor? It's, 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 it's like asking someone out on a date. It's very awkward. <laughs> and the first person I asked said no, which oh. was like terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Rejection. I hear that. I hear stories like that. People, yeah. they say right. I don't have time exactly. or I don't have this or, yeah. you know. At least, like, point somebody in the direction mm. if you're not yeah, going to do it. Yeah. So, so what do you do? You just ask. Just you just ask. ask them. Say, hey, will you be my sponsor? Yeah. You can ask anybody who you relate to, <laughs> preferably somebody who's been sober a little while. Yeah. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, I mean, there's lots of people. Yeah. And not to sponsor hop, but, you know, at least start working with somebody. And if you don't like the sponsor you have, you can always get a new one, right? Yeah. You can always get a different sponsor. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anybody, and I'm, I am a sponsor now. I have a sponsor and I don't, you know, I, I want, I just want the best for exactly. whoever is. And if the best for them is having someone else, I mean, that's great. You yeah. know, I don't, I just want people to stay sober. I used know? to take it so personally. I wouldn't talk to people for like a year <laughs> <laughs> until I got a new sponsor and they said to me, I hope you feel like um, you can call me anytime mm-hmm. and that I can call you anytime. I was like, yeah. oh, this isn't like, I'm not collecting people here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. this is people's lives. So, yeah. It takes a while for that ego. There's no ownership. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's logistics for me. Like, I, I've had three sponsors in the short time, but first sponsor was like immediately after rehab on Zoom, and they were like out of the state, so I wasn't going to really see them or anything like that. The guy was awesome. He actually drove down, drove down from Delaware um, to do a fifth step with me. But then the second sponsor, like, we're still tight, but like, um, like he just had really young kids, so he couldn't answer my calls at like nine thirty p.m., which is typically when I was like, you know, a little squirrely. So then I got a sponsor right now who also has kids, but he's a degenerate and he's on this call he's on Zoom right now. And, and he, he's, uh, he's, he's up late. He's willing good to guy. take your calls. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, a degenerate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank no, he's you a to Gabe. He's a degenerate. But We're gonna he's thank also a good Gabe's guy. sponsor. We're happy that he yeah. takes that he takes Gabe's calls. We are yeah. happy. When I do call him, he's gonna he's gonna give me a hard time. We don't want to sponsor him. <laughs> you don't mean that. You'd sponsor me. I mean, I would. 
wouldn't like <laughs> it. Would be fun for this. <laughs> it, it, it would be fun for this show. We'd get some good content <laughs> out of it. It might be different. I don't know. Oh, it would All be, right. So no, we're better friends. So, so for I the agree. newcomers out there listening, just know that you don't have to do this alone and a sponsor can help. And all you have to do is ask. ask. That's it. Yeah. So with that, let's get into my favorite part of the show. We are going to get into the sketch of the week. What? So we've done this one before. I think this is actually the third time we've yes. done it. It's called We Found It Online. Look how stoked they are. We, <laughs> I searched the internet. Beth, do you like our little graphics? I do. <laughs> we, I searched the internet to find weird, cool AA items that you can buy online. Tonight we've got three more. I actually have purchased all of these and they will be arriving no, at some point. Not. The first one we already have here. The other two I just purchased. Um, preemptively bought one. Preemptively bought one. So we're gonna we have three items here. The deal is we we found these online and we're just gonna talk about them. So why don't we pop up number one? Number one, ooh, sober cards. <laughs> sober cards. The face of each card has a different motivational slogan to help keep you sober. Can you read them, Dave? I when you start to feel uncomfortable or anxious, that's where sober cards come in handy. Our deck of playing cards have quotes that serve as simple, inspirational reminders. With sober cards, recovery is possible. I was gamble thinking, with them. Oh, Travis <laughs> has them over there. He just opened them up. We got them. There they are. I was thinking <laughs> we got a little event this weekend, and we're definitely going to be gambling. I feel can, like I need these. There you sober go. Cards. Are they actually cards? Like there's actually like all the cards, but they just have sayings on them. Nice. Should we read some of them out? Or yeah, why don't we read some here? Yeah, and yeah. Pass those right, over. I'll read, a, I'll read a couple of these. All right, Gabe's going to read. Say a card. You guys want to say a card? No, just just pick a pick random, a random one. one. All right, the nine of spades. Character is how we act when no one is watching. Hmm. See, how does that work when you're like it's one thirty in the morning and you're straight up? And pick another poker one. Maybe there's boys. some inspirational. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't be bitter. Be better. The nine of clubs. There you go. Don't be Especially bitter, after be a bad beat. <laughs> you know what I mean? The king of diamonds. What is the loving and giving action I can do right here and now in this situation? Wow. I mean, go all in. Yeah. Go all in. Yep. Look, I don't necessarily even know if you have Jump. to be playing poker with them. Maybe you just like cards and this is what you're using for motivation. Go fish. You're not even playing a game. Come Maybe on, you're man. just holding on to them. Seriously. <laughs> what are you saying? Sober cards. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on to number two. Number two is also interesting. Recovery encounter. The game. A card game about alcoholism and spiritual recovery. Thousand questions about partying, hitting bottom, getting sober, and finding spirituality. Now, here's the best part. I'll explain the game a little bit. The player throws the dice. Another player reads the question corresponding to the di dice face. And if the answer is correct, the, the player obtains points. Points are automatically added or deducted for a grace or denial roll. At the 250-point level, the player becomes a sponsor. <laughs> So hold that's on. So confusing, that's, man. Hold on. That's one so you, could... you expect people in AA who can barely comprehend the big book to understand this game? Look, it's not going to happen. The game ends when all the players become sponsors. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to end when everyone relapses and one's left sober. <laughs> so basically, you play the game until everybody becomes sponsors. And when you're a sponsor... You can, here we go. The game can continue with the sponsor giving subsequent points earned to the player with the lowest score. So you can lift people up when you're a sponsor in the game. What do you think? I think. Is there no winners? Is like the, is everyone a winner in this, this game? Is, when you're, everybody who's a sponsor is a winner in this. Well, we're game. gonna play, right? We're gonna play. We're gonna play. Yeah. Beth, what do you think? I don't think so. I feel you like don't think so. This isn't not your thing. You're not gonna. No, I'm. They may do this rather than read the big book. So they might. You when never know. New. Chris, what do you think? No, it's a loser. It's a loser. <laughs> it's not a winner here. It's it's Gabe, you you and your buddies gonna play this on a Friday night, Saturday Dude, night? Dude, I don't know. I could see it happening. I used to do some game nights, so hey, this one might have to make an appearance. Well, it's gonna be here at some point, so you'll be able to do it. Let's move on to number three. 
the third and final item we something found. I, something I've never gotten from anyone I sponsor. Sponsor <laughs> mug. Sponsor gift. Love thine sponsor. Great gift for any 12-step program. Who doesn't need another coffee cup? Coffee cup. And doesn't it feel good to do something for somebody that helps that's them that's feel Beth, good? Have you ever been gifted from your sponsees? But like a, like a big book or something nice, like a nice chip? Um, a big book. I okay. actually had one bound at Bound. Yeah. Um, yeah, it actually was really nice, though. It was the first 164 pages and then mm. the 12 and 12 and then the dictionary. Very nice. Do, yeah. do you know what I've gotten? Nothing. Grief. <laughs> just grief. Just <laughs> fucking grief <laughs> and headaches. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's I've gotten so a lot of And they're too. on this call and they were on the call <laughs> the last time we had this. You all and, know what you uh, have to get. And you now. still didn't get a gift. Nothing. Nothing. Nada. Well, kiss. Chris, you're in luck because yeah. I ordered two of the world best sponsors mugs. I'm actually going to need one. It feels uh, weird coming from someone you, else. Chris, one of them's for you. Because <laughs> it's I'm not gonna, real, you one. know what I mean? Gabe, why are you going to need one? Because if you look at the chat here, I'm in very big trouble. Oh, here we go. Gabe, Gabe you're in trouble, big trouble. My guy. Ooh, okay. hey, watch out. This is what happens now that we have a Zoom gonna make meeting. With that, do with an actual nightly chat. inventory <laughs> in the next 30 days. And if you miss, you got to start over. All right. So you got to pick one item off our list. Beth, sober cards, recovering counter the game or the world's best sponsor mug. I think the mug, the mug. You yeah. like the mug. I like eh? the mug. Okay. Like Chris, the cards for sure. The cards, yeah. Gabe. I kind of like all of them. Do I have to pick one? <laughs> hey, you got to pick one. <laughs> The look on one? Travis's face in the game when he just said that shaking like his head. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know what? You can play sober cards while hanging out, playing the recovery game, drinking coffee out of your world best sponsor <laughs> mug. Right? Woo. That's, Woo. A, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Sounds like a fun night. <laughs> Dude, just think of all the jokes you can make in that game. <laughs> I will say time. this. I personally like the sober cards the best because it's a little pack of cards. You can bring it around yeah. and, you know. We're going to play with them this Play weekend, go fish. Right? Play go fish. You never know. What did you, you all motivation. do with cards when you were new? We played poker. Spades. Poker and spades. We played we, strip poker. Oh, strip poker. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the times have changed a little bit. They change. have. <laughs> we would have the worst emotional hangup. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Feel terrible the next yeah, day. Yeah. No. I did that when I was drinking. We used to do that when you were drinking. <laughs> but <laughs> We'd make a house of cards. We, we we would have people over at our house. We would have ten tables set up with like fifty guys yeah. doing tournaments, and then in the basement they'd be throwing dice and, and playing craps. And I mean, I mean, you know, it was bad. I mean, you'd have like new guys there yeah. spending their last ten dollars, you know, gambling. Yeah, like we just did, you know, gambling is. Uh, we just didn't know what we tough. were doing. No. Yeah. But you weren't drinking. Yeah, we weren't that's true. We weren't drinking. <laughs> we weren't drinking, but we weren't working the steps really at that point. Either, but that's all right. Fine we could have. That's what I'm saying. We could have used these cards yeah. if we had those cards. We'd be like, "What are we doing? What is this?" Yeah, yeah Gabe, this read another right? card. What do you got? Yeah, you got a card there? Card. Yeah, because um, you could be doing this instead. What does right it say, Gabe? Just whatever it is. Set it. Yeah, gambling of degenerate. The ace of hearts. You could be living and let live. Hmm. <laughs> I don't really know about that. That because that was just an excuse for me, like, live. "Hey, man, live and let live. Why don't you stay out of my business? Yeah. <laughs> let me do my thing." <laughs> you know? Don't let people rent space in your head. Okay. No. All right. Is there a, a Joker one. card? Is there a Joker card? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every uh, deck of cards is a Joker, isn't there? The, everyone told me in treatment. <clears throat> excuse me. Everyone told me in treatment. Idle hands are the devil's playground. Mm. Stay busy. Go to meetings and remember these quotes. My hope is these cards will inspire those of us in recovery and help keep us sober. Several years after having a spiritual awakening, I am still encouraged by these slogans. They are a big part of my recovery. Enjoy and carry the message. Oh, okay. Chris. It's like a message from, from, from Chris. From Chris. From the founder. Chris. The founder of Sober Chris. The guy, the guy who's Chris. making money off AA. That guy? Chris, thank you for inventing sober cards. Wasn't me. Just putting it out there. Name is John. All right. When it matters. That's that is enough. We are uh, super grateful for all of you to join us here tonight. We thank Beth especially for thank coming you. out. Thank You're you. You're a great member. We're great. so glad we that we talked for another uh, hour. Yeah, fun. you're here. It Thanks really for sharing fun. your experience with us. We'll be back next week with episode 15, another great show. We've got a brand new guest who's going to be awesome. We're going to have a 
great new sketch of the week. So don't miss it. Thank you.